Broadcasting live 24-7. For the students, by the students. Thomas on Red Radio. And welcome back to Red Radio this afternoon. Um, it's just head past uh, two minutes here on Red Radio. So today coming up in the show, we're going to be interviewing Mr. Jurassi on a couple of things. We're going to be chatting about the high school exam period, um, returning back to normal school life, grade 11 um, leadership, Red Hill Masterclass Series, um, the middle school, the virtual run, ride and walk. Um, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can send us a message on our website on redradio.co.za and we will do our best to get through all of the questions today. And we're streaming live on the Red Hill Facebook page, Socially Red Facebook page, and on YouTube, so you can get us all there. Thank you for joining us, um, and now, hello, Mr. Jurassi. Hello, Thomas. How are you? I'm well in yourself. I'm very well, and um, again, always good to be on Red Radio. It's great to have you back. So, we have launched this week into um, our Jerusalem, Jerusalem um, video, and we've been recording that. Um, that was kind of your, your initiative that you wanted to get going. Yeah, well, I think it was a couple of us in, um, you know, in leadership, and we just thought um, there's all these challenges that are going on all over the place um, where everybody's kind of doing the Jerusalem dance. Mm. And we thought, well, why shouldn't Red Hill get involved? We've got some really good dancers, yeah. and obviously as a whole school, it'll be a lot of fun. So, yes, yesterday, uh, I think most of you were involved um, in um, doing the dance. And, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing what Carl is going to put together when he puts the video, and then we'll put it out there for all of you to enjoy. So when, when are we going to expect to see that? I think it'll be very soon, I would imagine, um, early early to mid next week. Because it's quite cool seeing on, on all over. I mean, it's quite a global. I've seen a, plenty of schools doing it. The Talk of Sun at Sun City did one um, today as well, mm -hmm. so that was, that was quite cool. I went, to, <clears throat> I went to watch the prep school do theirs, and, and that was hilarious because... <laughs> I mean, the little kids were turning in opposite directions. Eventually, I turned to Shelley and I said, this looks more like a riot. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Okay, well, let's jump straight into it. Um, we're going to be starting with the high school exam period. Um, so I just wanted to ask you, what's the decision behind not having exams for grade 7, 8s and 9s at the end of the year? Okay, so I would have thought that most grade 7s, 8s and 9s would be really excited about this. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if it's a, a parent that has, has written in um, or, or whether it is actually students. Um, but it, it basically, there's two areas. One is practically why we can't. And one is in terms of where we're trying to move with the middle school. So I just want to take you back a little bit. Um, you know, three or four years ago, we decided to do away with summative testing, end of year testing for the prep school, homework, prizes, etc. And lo and behold, what did we see? We managed to see that our benchmark testing with other IB schools and international schools, we actually went much higher. Mm -hmm. Now that comes from a philosophy that of mine that believes that students will do much better when they're not in, a, in an environment of fear. Yeah. Now automatically, examinations puts fear into students. I mean, you will know in grade 11 now, moving towards matric, the type of fear that comes about when you have to write an exam. Um, and in reality, what we really do believe is that you don't have to write final end of year exams in order to learn and to learn in an environment that is a lot more innovative um, and that is not being taught to the test. When you have a test to write at the end of the year, teachers tend to teach to the test and then they don't move outside of those boundaries. Mm. Um, and it's not really what we believe in. And I think we would see this, we're going to see the same kind of results. Uh, that doesn't mean that we won't do any testing once coronavirus is out of the way. And remember, testing is being done all the time. Mm. It just doesn't mean we go through a stressful period of three weeks. But let me get on to the realities of, 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 of the practical reasons why we can't hold seven, eight, and nine exams. So in November, obviously the most important thing is to ensure that um, the matric exams run effectively. And more importantly, that our grade 12s are, in, are, are safe um, from, from, and protected from contracting the virus. Because if they do, you've got to imagine that if you have one child um, that has the virus, we have to quarantine all the students in that area, as well as those uh, he has been or she has been in contact with, resulting them in having to write the matric in May, June of the next year. Now, They've already gone through a horrendous year. Imagine contracting the virus and then being told you've got to write nine, six months' time, postponing your university and basically a lot of your life. So in order to do this, we cannot have all matrix, both IEB and, remember, it's the first year we're writing our IB exams, mm -hmm. in the same venue. Because if somebody comes in 
um, and has got the virus, it's going to spread to other kids. And if you have everyone in Len Miller, um, you know, we're going to have 100 kids in one venue. Mm. We can't have that many kids. So in order to protect the students, and um, what we're going to do is we have to use a whole lot of different venues. Mm. All right. So we're probably going to be splitting up into about four or five different venues. Now, once you've used all of those venues, where do we put the grade seven, eights, and nines to write exams? You also have to get everybody on campus at the same time because you can't write exams half, half. So we have to get all of the matrix back in order to write mathematics, for instance. That is a yeah. hundred and something kids in five different venues. Now, imagine you've also got exams going on with your grade sevens, eights, nines, tens, and elevens. Yeah. Where do we fit everyone? How do we make sure that everybody is safe? And at this particular time, uh, unfortunately or fortunately for the grade seven, eights, nines, um, the matrix do come first. Okay, this is their final exam, and they've got it. They've got it really do well. Um, so, for those reasons, the other reason is, with a lot of time being off campus, uh, blue groups, red groups, etc., we want to make sure that we have completed the curriculum for this particular year, and that we don't have to go into next year trying to still complete 2020's curriculum. You'll see that government. Um, you know, are actually now moving into 2021 and they're saying they're only going to complete the 2020 curriculum in 2021. But because exams have been delayed, they're only going back towards the end of January, beginning of February. I don't have to, um, you know, let your mind run too wild to understand what chaos this is going to cause in the education system. Yeah. Now, you know what, for the sake of a holiday for one particular year, we're not going to make that mistake. Our grade seven, eights and nines will now have a full extra month of education in November without having to worry about exams so that we can make sure we've completed the curriculum and that we don't have to go into 2021 with a backlog. So our grade seven, eights and nines will finish on the 27th of November um, and they will have you know their full holiday um, but we will be teaching the curriculum and if we finish it we will start to move on to next year's curriculum because if COVID is around next year we don't know what's going to happen we don't want to feel that we can't complete 2021's curriculum mm. so we're going to be doing that um, and then especially with the grade 10s and 11s now they've got to get used to writing exams yeah so what we're doing with them is we will do the same thing make sure that we use the whole of November as study time making sure we complete the curriculum. Um, and then when the matrix leave at the end of November, they get two weeks to write the exams in those bigger venues, mm -hmm. and we don't have to worry about social distancing. So for one year, the holiday will be three and a half weeks instead of maybe five weeks. Yes. Um, we will we'll all get through it. I just want to ask, with regards to waiting then and the, the, for the sevens, eights, and nines particularly, will standardized testing then obviously count a significant amount more because they're not going to be having those heavily weighted exam period. Yes. So all of the, the all of the um, kind of testing that they'll be doing in class, those will all add as the CAS marks, mm -hmm. the continual assessment. And it's something that, you know, you're not going to have to worry about too much. But younger students who are listening in will start to get used to the fact that we are continually assessing. You know, we're starting to move. I'm starting to hear more, more, more classes where teachers allow students to retake exams or retake tests. And we kind of, what are we trying to do? We're trying to get our students to get the best results they can. Um, and that's what we're working at. So yes, all the, the assessments they get leading up till the end of the year, you will need to take them very seriously because those are going to end up being your results when we come to the end of the, of the year. Okay, so then moving to the grade um, 10 and 11 exams. So that's scheduled to start on the 30th of November. Right. So what we're hoping to do is on the 27th, uh, it will be a study day because we're hoping to have our valedictory um, for our matrix. So we, we're hoping that we can have a valedictory. We're going to look at having it outdoors mm -hmm. and more of a commencement ceremony, um, less about prizes. Uh, and that's another conversation that we will have. You know, I, I think we, we just hand out too many prizes and it's all about prizes, mm -hmm. but rather about finishing a period of time in their lives. And I'd like them to be able to have that. So we probably do it like the American style. We will be outdoors and we'll have lots of social distancing. We've even still planned, we, you know, we're trying to be as optimistic as we can for them a trick dance to be on that Saturday night. Mm. Um, I have said that even if we go into 2021 and even if 12 students, you know, decide they're going to come, so we'll take them to a club. <laughs> um, but I, I would really like to give the, the metric class of 2020 at some stage 
uh, the ability if they want to to have a night where you know just imagine I mean it's not it's not right for me to say this but it, I suppose you know if we have it in 2021 they'll be legal to drink so they can have a massive party um, we'll just make sure that there are a lot of Ubers and um, they can get home safely but we, I, I would like to try and keep as many things going forward if the are tricks listening um, you know I'm hoping to have in 2021 a whole lot of different events um, I'd, I'd love to have our you know our hockey team come back and play as an alumni group just so that they can get some kind of sense of what they missed out in their year yeah. um, they've missed out on a, on a, on a, on a once in a lifetime year I feel desperately sorry for them but I also know that you know they have learned a lot through this period and that they'll go out there and they will be you know they're going to make it in the world because they've had to overcome a lot of challenges yeah, in this particular year so yeah so if we look specifically at grade 11 and um 10 if i i mean for, for my concern is and i'll express this to you if you will um that basically on friday we are off and then we have friday saturday sunday off if in an ideal world um uh, metric dance goes ahead then obviously some grade 11 students will then be attending the metric dance that doesn't leave a lot of time for study leave mm -hmm. as opposed to mid-year exams where we had a two-week study leave sure um you know what i i hate uh, that's one of the things that I, I i like about being flexible um and and you will know that some people get frustrated with me because i change things but i do believe in the world that we live in you have to be flexible Right. Um, this year, for instance, we had put together a whole um, uh, timetable for exams, mm -hmm. um, timetable for them to, to write in, in, in uh, what, which they're doing now. And a group of matrix came to me and said, sir, can we sit down because we don't think we've got enough time. We don't think the subject's on the right day. And I said, sure, let's sit down and reorganize it. If it's going to work for you between these particular. And we then had an earlier date and a slightly later day. And, and they were very happy at the end of that. Um, I'll do the same things with the grade 10s and the 11s. If we find that there's not enough time when we put it together, well, we might start exams slightly earlier, um, or we might find one or two days earlier when matrix are not writing mm. to be able to add in one or two of those exams. We will definitely, as I said, I do what I do so that you can do the best that you can do. I'm not going to make it more difficult for you. So we will definitely, let's, let's wait. Who knows what happens after mid-year, I mean after midterm? The virus might go away. Who knows? I don't think so. But hey, then we relook at things. So I'm just asking our students and our parents to be a little bit more flexible. Let's look at the dates that we've set down as being the definite holiday dates, the definite exam dates. And if we have to move them one way or another, we, we, we should be flexible enough to be able to do that. We're living in, 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 in difficult times. And if we're going to not be flexible, we're going to get ourselves into trouble. So yeah, you as grade 11s will have the same opportunity to have a conversation with me around the final exams, what exams are taking place, but also we'll have shortened exams. We're not going to have, you know, two papers or three papers in each subject. It will be a much shortened. So you guys as well need to do as well as you can in the informal testing that you're doing up mm -hmm. until then. These will be just like a closing off of the curriculum um, but you'll probably write one paper in each exam, in each uh, subject. Because one of the questions asking that comes around is if, okay, we, we decide that we're going to be doing exams in that period, um, could there be a look at, for example, maybe writing an AP maths exam before that period? Because I know there are some students who take 10 subjects, and if it's a 10-day exam period, they're going to be writing every day. And as you can agree, that can be quite strenuous. You know, Thomas, uh, you're 100% correct. And and when I when I talk a little bit later um, about uh, leadership for next year, you'll understand how, um, you know, and I think there are matric students this year who will know both in the IB and in the IB who've taken the time to write to me and have asked me to sit down and discuss it with them. And I'd be very, very surprised if any of those matrics would come back to you and say, he just didn't listen to us. In each case, we modified either the testing period, the giving back of exams, I'm here to work with our students. So you guys will have an opportunity, just remind me when we talk about leadership, to tell you about a committee that I have in mind who will be able to look at those type of things. Okay. Um, and now I, I, I love the hope in this question. I love to, to you know, reminisce in a, in a hopeful of a, a returning back to a normal school life. Sure. Um, is there any idea whether 2021 will, will, will be normal if there won't be a red group, blue group? Is there any thought around that mm -hmm. um, just yet? Thomas, it, it all depends on what happens over the next couple of months uh, leading up to our midterm um, in terms of whether there is a spike in the infections. 
you know, I, I was lucky enough to spend a week of my holiday. I went down to Mshlanga. I was, I was absolutely surprised walking past, you know, bars and restaurants, especially amongst young people. You would have thought that they'd never heard of a coronavirus yeah. because there were no masks and there were hundreds of people all over one another. It's a disaster. It's a, it's, a, it's a recipe for disaster. I mean, you know, the virus is going to spread like wildfire. Mm. So it's going to depend very much on, 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 on what we as human beings decide to do, speci specifically in South Africa. Uh, it's going to depend very much on what the scientists decide to do. We're going to try and make things as normal as possible. So we, are, we already have meetings to try and look at bringing back some sports, um, you know, in terms of bringing back marimbas, um, you know, as soon as the, the exams are over. Um, when the matrix are not in the bigger venues, we're hoping to put our marimbas out so that students can, can start playing marimbas again, getting a sense of normality. There are certain sports like swimming and tennis that we can reintroduce um, as long as there's not full contact. Um, so we're looking at all of those type of things. Um, will we be back to normal? Look, I think we all hope that 2021 doesn't resemble anything like 2020, mm. um, and we're going to do the best that we can. Um, look, if the virus does lessen quite a bit, we can go back to having 20 or 22 kids in a classroom, um, and then we can go back to you know having every day at school again. Um, I just once again say to our students, please don't think because we've gone to level two, the virus has gone away. You will see overseas, it has spiked. As soon as we've gone to a different level, it spikes. Keep the masks on. Keep sanitizing. I'm now starting to sound like the president. Uh, keep washing your hands. Um, just keep making sure um, that you are safe at all times, which means you know that we can be at school and we can run some kind of normality. I, I'm so positive. Um, you know, I, I still intend putting on 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 chorus line. Um, even if it's with half of the original cast and we recast some of the members, mm -hmm. and because we've already rehearsed it, it will take very little rehearsal. Um, I'm actually more excited about it because I think you've all grown. You all look much bigger. Um, <laughs> so which, you'll fit the characters a bit more. So you'll fit the characters a bit more. And I, I really want to see that production go on. I, I mean, you know, I thought we left it at a brilliant moment and it would be terrible not to put it on. But I do think uh, if I look at what's happening in the rest of the world, they are talking about theaters opening in January. Um, I think we're going to find ways around this and we're going to get uh, back to as much normality as we possibly can. So, yeah. Speaking quickly to Chorus Line, yes. I did have a question come in um, a bit earlier asking about Chorus Line. The reason why it didn't live stream, that we didn't do a live streaming situation, if I'm correct, it's a rights issue, um, putting mm. it onto the socials. Yeah, very much so. Uh, they are very, very, very strict with the rights. Yeah. Um, you, I can't even record anymore. You know, the recordings that we might have done in the past of shows are all illegal. Yeah. So just let's keep that between you, me, and our listeners. Yes. <laughs> you, you, you really can't do that. And um, so we've got to be very careful. We found that out when we did Legally Blonde. Um, so that is the reason. But also, let's be honest, um, you would have known as a performer, you know, to perform and stream it. Mm. I mean, what, what, what's a show without an audience? Yeah. Um, so let's let's get it on live again. I promise those of you that are in matric, if you're in Joburg, uh, we'll invite you to carry on taking those parts. Um, and if you are in matric, I promise you the rehearsal schedule will be basically so light that you'll feel like you're just having some time off. <laughs> okay, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can send us a message on all our platforms. Um, a question coming in from Bailey Snayman asking, uh, he says, stagger exam times like they do at universities. This is something that we are already doing. Um, so. Yeah, so we definitely, Bailey, thanks for that. We will do, definitely look at staggering exam times, etc. Um, you know, again, I would hope seven, eights and nines, please don't worry. Uh, you know, I haven't been proven wrong uh, each metric group has got better and better results. Just as we always say, trust me, um, the academic staff know what they're doing. By the time you get to metric, yes, practice is important, but in seven, eight, and nine, it's more about the learning period. Yeah. All right, study, learn, um, get everything into your head. We'll take care of the exams in grade 10, 11, and 12. And that's why for the 10s and the 11s, you know, we'll make sure that there is enough time, you won't be stressed out, and we will negotiate those times. So something very exciting coming up, you may have seen a few teasers on Facebook, is the virtual, well, the Fed Group Red Hill um, virtual ride, run, or walk taking place from the 23rd to the 27th of September. Take a listen to this if you do not know what is going on. Enter this year's virtual ride, run, or walk from 23rd to 27th September and stand the chance of winning phenomenal weekend getaways. All proceeds will be donated to the Bocciabella Children's Home. Choose your own route and upload a selfie for the chance to win. 
Visit riderunorwalk.co.za to find out more. Brought to you by Red Hill School in partnership with Fed Group, celebrating 30 years of independent financial thinking. So, Mr. Jurassi, how far are you going to be walking? Um, I tell you what, you tell me how far you're walking and I'll match it. Okay, I'll do the 10K if you do Fine, the 10K. I'll do the 10K. <laughs> um, so this is something that is being that has been quite a tradition at Red Hill with Fed Group. Um, so, I mean, that's it, it's going to be online. You can, you can complete it online in your own time. It's absolutely that. And I think it's great that Red Hill and Fed Group have decided to keep this going. So if we talk about virtual you know stuff um you know get a whole lot of your friends walk around the neighborhood you know i think most of us have got used to the fact that that's what we do we either go run to exercise we don't go to gym anymore um i know in my neighborhood it's it's just amazing to walk around there people i i, I think coronavirus has brought out the best in human beings you know i can't remember a time before where in my neighborhood everybody that walks past me smiles and says hello um and what a wonderful thing to be able to do go out in groups families etc do the walk and i think you know even if you're not somebody who, who who enjoys exercising just look at what you're going to be able to raise money for to be able to raise funds for the bochabelo children's home i mean you should drag yourself out of bed if you're doing it just for that so if you've got friends, family, to say, guys, in this time of coronavirus, where there's so many charities that need our help, let's get up as a community. Let's go out there. Let's do a good turn for people, children. I mean, we're dealing with children here who really need as much um, funding as they possibly can. Let's exercise and let's do it as Red Hill. Uh, you know, let's challenge each other. Um, to get out there and, and, and let's get this done. So if you want to register for that, you can go onto riderunorwalk.co.za. You can pledge any amount of money. Um, and if you want to match Mr. Jurassic with the 10K, you can do exactly that. Um, so coming up, we're going to be chatting about um, grade 11 leadership. That's quite a big question. And I think we'll delve into that after um, news. But... Um, I'm, I'm very excited for this. I've seen a, a, a sneak peek at it, and it's the Red Hill Masterclass series. Um, and that is featuring some of Red Hill's best teachers. It's uh, a really, really beautiful array of different videos for matrix that they can find online. Um, so if you want to speak a little bit more to that. I'd love to talk about this. Um, this it just shows us once again that, you know, Red Hill is leading uh, in innovation. Um, a couple of months ago, um, I had a group, um, subjects, um, who basically are a group that work on, 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 on um, platforms, and they were wanting to put together a, um, a whole group of videos specifically for students that would need extra tuition leading up to their final exams, um, and specifically for students that might not have had education over the last couple of months. Um, and we thought this was great. At first, you know, they wanted to, to kind of use our, our top teachers, and I said, okay, look, we, we'd like to um, go into this as a partnership with you. And so started the Red Hill Masterclass series um, powered by subjects, okay? So they're our platform. They're our partners um, who deal with the technology, and their platform is amazing. And our teachers, because we have such outstanding teachers, um, are the teachers that you are going to be able to see. So what they've done is I think we have um, – matric videos and these videos are all being put together to give our matrics that extra edge um, when you go into your exams and so if you haven't like recorded mr leon or you haven't recorded uh, mrs friedman or mrs ho you now have them live uh, well not live but virtually um, on the videos where they will talk to you about the tricks mm. because writing exams is not about always um, how intellectual, how bright you are, but it's whether you've managed to kind of click the system, right? Um, if you've been able to see your way around the difficult questions, what should I concentrate on? And these are, the, are, are all of the things that our teachers are going to be able to give you. There's over 42 hours of video work um, in nine of the subjects. Unfortunately, um, we couldn't get all the subjects done, but we will continue to build on, on this. Now, just in case there are parents listening to us out there um, who, who might not be from Red Hill, um, any child at an, any of the IB schools and some of the government schools, because there is similar content, will be able to purchase these packages. They can purchase different packages at different prices. Um, and so the question will be, um, you know, how much are they going to cost? Well, the good news for Red Hill students is it doesn't cost you one cent. Uh, 
Because you are a Red Hill student, you will be able to get on and get every single one of the videos, all 42 hours for absolute free, um, just by logging on with your Red Hill um, um, email account. For those students that go to other schools, they got to pay for it. Um, and um, the, um, the finances that come in for that will go to our bursary fund in order to be able to um, help students who otherwise would not be able to afford a radio education. Now, you would know that every year, um, not only do we give students who couldn't afford a radio education, but specifically during this time of COVID, I've worked very, very hard with our financial manager to try and ensure that no kid has to leave Red Hill mm. because their families have come under hard times because of COVID. In other words, they've lost finances due to their businesses closing down, etc. Now, part of this, uh, the finances that come in, will allow us to be able to ensure that Red Hill students, especially those families that have been long-serving families and you know have, have always paid their fees, for us to be able to help them out. I think that's what community does, uh, and we will do the best to help out. And then very importantly, I made it a strict instruction of going into this partnership that we wanted to also be able to help um, our partner schools who might not have been in a classroom for the last five months. So iSchool Africa, mm -hmm. the Tomorrow Trust, um, the Alexander Education Trust, the students that study with them will get all of these videos for free as well. Um, so that is also not showing that we're innovative, but we want to give back to the community. And we're looking for other ways as we develop more and more videos on this platform to ensure that people who can't afford um, you know, these videos get them for free so that they have access to what we see as a luxury uh, or, you know, of having some of the top teachers in the country mm. teaching you in the classroom, they at least will be able to get videos that can help them. So that's the Red Hill Masterclass series. It launched 30 minutes ago, so you can go and check that out. I mean, I'm, I'm not understating the fact when you look at the quality of these videos, they are top notch. I mean, the, it's gra graphical animation. It's really a, an amazing, amazing learning platform that you can use for Matric. I know I'm very excited to have that privilege to go into Matric using that content. And I know even if I wasn't a Red Hill student, I would do whatever I could to make sure I could purchase those videos because it's 120% worth it. But right now, though, we're going to be getting into our news with Danny Abro. Red Radio News. Red Radio News. For the students, by the students. Well, it's Danny Abro with Studio Red News. Thanks, Danny. Um, so if you don't know how to download the Red Hill, um, the Red Radio Red Hill app, um, it is something we launched about a couple of months ago. It's really fun. So if you want to do that, um, here is how to do it. You can now access Red Radio in more ways than ever, straight from the palm of your hand. Red Radio Red Hill is where you can find us on your app store. On redradio.co.za. Red Radio. For the students, by the students. Okay, so we have a new um, member joining the Red Hill family, um, specifically in the middle school. Um, new head of middle school. Yep, and I want to talk about that, but I, I'm just looking at is the, the app that I'm looking at here. No, this is the, what you're looking at now is all the people watching online. So, so they're watching <laughs> online. That's fantastic. But what I'm looking at, I mean, it looks amazing. So I, I don't know how that comes across, but I just want a big shout out to Mr. Batwell. Yes. Um, it's great to see John online listening to us. Um, some of you will remember Mr. Batwell very, very fondly. So, uh, Mr. Batwell, if you are uh, listening to us, uh, just a big shout out to you. It's great that you're listening to us. We hope you come visit us some sometime. Um, and I agree with you that Thomas is getting really <laughs> slick at this. And just on that, you guys have seen how um, Red Radio has built up over the last couple of years. Um, I've just seen the Red Hill um, film studio, which has basically been completed. It now just needs the equipment. And I think, you know, that your, 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 your partners in crime who will now move into broadcasting 
are in for a really exciting time. It's a one of a kind. I've never seen another one like this in South Africa. And I think in the same way that you guys have taken broadcasting at school level to another level, I think we're going to start to be broadcasting on TV and um, you know doing those type of things on YouTube and getting that to another level. So a lot more opportunities for a lot more students. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've been in, we came in the week in the holidays and we trained up in the new team. And I, I think there's a lot coming. So watch this space. Um, yeah. Really exciting. So our head of middle school will be coming in from next year, am I correct? Yes. Ah, wow. We are really excited uh, about this. Uh, we went through a rigorous, rigorous interviewing um, process. Uh, there were two panels. Um, we had nine final candidates who came in. Uh, they had to. They were given scenarios. They had to come back. We had four that came back to the final um, interviews. And yes, eventually we've appointed uh, uh, Maheshwari Lal um, as our new head of middle school. Middle school for the moment being grades seven to nine. And yes, she'll be working with me over the next um, two, three months so that she's absolutely ready to get going as soon as we come back. And it's, it's going to offer, I think, a lot of opportunities, um, you know, that now that grade seven to nine will pretty, I mean, we've pretty much run it kind of separately, but it still hasn't, you know, our middle school or our junior high school really still hasn't got a kind of culture of its own. Mm. It now will get that um, they will have their own assemblies. Um, and we will also start to offer leadership opportunities to grade nines. So grade nines now will be able to, you know, have their own SRC, have their own committees, um, have their own assemblies, um, you know, and be part of things without having to wait until they get to grade 11 or grade 12. We mm -hmm. think it's really important. Uh, you shouldn't have to wait. Um, one of the reasons why I think middle school is so important is because I think that in your years between, you know, grade seven and grade nine, there are a lot of changes taking place in your life. Um, I think the kind of schooling you have is at the moment is really um, uh, pretty much a grade 11 and 12 kind of schooling where again it's about exams and testing. I think we need to look at curriculum that is designed for middle school. Again, less testing, more innovation, more get it together weeks, um, slightly shorter day uh, than the senior school. Um, so a lot of exciting things happening there. And um, yeah, pretty much the staff will be divided uh, to a large extent between the middle and the high school with one or two teachers still crossing just because of um, you know staffing issues. Some of them need to be able to cross, but exciting times. And we really look forward to having Ms. Lull join us at the beginning of 2021. Yeah, well, um, she's welcome to utilize this platform. So if you're listening now, Ms. Lull, um, we look forward to welcoming you to the family. Okay, so this has probably been our most asked question, um, and we're going to be moving on to grade 11 leadership. Um, previously, uh, the reason why there has been a lot of questions regarding this is uh, in previous times, the handover process would normally have taken um, place in midterm of last term, um, but that did not pl take place for various reasons. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think there's, there's there's quite a bit to discuss with this one so yes. yeah and I hope that students will you know engage with us and send through some questions so I'll, I'll just give you a little bit of a background and then maybe we can engage with some of our students yeah. look of course we'll definitely be having grade 11 leadership um, albeit in a slightly modified form so there will be changes that are going to take place and let me say you know whenever we have issues that take place it it gives people the opportunity to reflect on systems and how things are happening. Mm. Um, and, you know, the issues surrounding um, inclusivity, um, you know, um, that have taken place on our campus over the last couple of months um, have led us to reflect on our leadership structures in light of accusations made against the school in terms of how we elect student representatives, the awarding of sports and cultural colors, those type of things. And we've looked deep um, into ourselves um, at, at looking what is, what, is the, what is the fairest way of electing leadership and in making sure that it's um, inclusive and most importantly, you know, which has been brought to my attention is how do we give students a voice but in a way that they don't feel afraid to voice, um, you know, their fears, their dilemmas, their wants, their aspirations, um, to the school 
Look, those of you who've been taught by me in life orientation, you will know that I've said we walk in our own shoes. We see life through our own shoes, um, depending on who we are, what positions we hold. And I think what has has happened, um, you know, over the last couple of months is I've realized that I might walk around the school thinking that every student feels comfortable coming up to me and telling me that they've got a problem or an issue uh, about, about something that's happening at the school, when in fact many of them don't for various reasons, and we don't have the time to get into that now. Um, but but that, that, you know, that's, a, that's a discussion on its own. But let's take away from it that we have realized that we've got to look at our student leadership program and we've got to look at how um, students can be empowered through student representation um, and therefore, um, and, and, and the structures that go with it and that will support this, including finding ways that these structures can act as the voice of the students. So we're looking at mirroring our new structures around how government work in terms of having an executive, a legislative, and a judiciary body, and incorporating both the great 10 committees into a larger uh, council, which um, you know I've seen has been very successful. Our great 10 committees are incredibly successful. And I think they're incredibly successful because as many students who want to get involved can get involved. Mm. So we don't get into this leadership struggle of who's the best and who's not and who will be elected and, and you know everything that goes with it. And just everybody can do what they feel they can do to be part of something. And it plays to your strength as well. Absolutely. Um, so I think that's important. And so we're looking at how do we get grade 10 committees involved as well as the old SRC in a body um, that is going to have more, more teeth. Um, we also hope to have the new structures out by the end of September and have our election of our student representatives in place by the midterm break. Um, student leaders together with the elected representatives of all of the grades will then be mandated to write up a new student council constitution, um, which will then address the needs of all students as well as their concerns um, and will be a guiding document moving forward. And I hope that students will not look to criticize, but rather to engage constructively in this particular process. And that we will now look at electing students uh, onto these representative bodies that we feel will really represent how we feel about things. So um, if I look at uh, the executive, the executive will probably be taken up by um, a student president, student vice president, student secretary, um, and maybe chair of committees, um, who will then run the committees, right, under their chairs. Because an executive actually does what the people want. They are the ones who go out. They're your portfolio committees. So if you are running a government, your different portfolio committees sit and they um, get things done in the school. If we look at the legislative, we need to bolster the students that are elected in all the grades as grade representatives who will then come to meetings. Um, and then the new part that we're looking at is the judiciary. The judiciary hopefully will be a body of students that when students feel things are unfair, whether it be between themselves, whether there be issues around inclusivity, bullying, uh, unfair treatment by teachers, they will probably, we're working on this, have an opportunity to go to the judiciary first mm. and to see whether the judiciary through, um, you know, kind of peer mentorship um, and will be able to work with the different students at solving their problems before it gets to my attention or to a grade head's attention. However, for students who don't feel comfortable, they will have other ways. They will either be able to go straight to a grade head. So we will find different ways of doing things. Um, we definitely know at this stage that the, uh, that the, the legislative, which is made up of the representatives, will be a pure election, um, and students that get elected will go through. However, because the judiciary and the executive, um, student president, vice president, have to work with um, the teaching staff and the administration, um, in the same way as judges are not voted in, right? So judges are put forward, uh, they, go, uh, they go past a panel, and then ultimately the president decides on who's appointed as a judge because it's a specific role. It can't be on popularity. Um, students will be able to vote forward students for both the senior executive and the judiciary who will then go forward and will be interviewed by a panel of staff 
and the ex-student presidents, etc., mm-hmm. or in time judiciary, who will then make, um, who will then elect positions, those people. So they will have support of students, but they will also be interviewed by um, students who hold those positions and obviously want them to continue strongly, and then obviously by staff uh, and myself, as we need to have overall say in terms of student representation, in terms of those that have responsibility of making judicial decisions and senior executive decisions because they have to make it in consultation with me as the executive head of the school. So you've made the decision to not have, I mean, at, at the top of your leadership, the head boy and head girl. It's not going to be gender specific no longer. So we, again, you know, it was brought to our attention. If we look at the old idea of a head boy and a head girl, um, you know, it, 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 if you want to use it, it's quite colonial. Right, it it takes us back to a kind of British system, um, you know, that um, Commonwealth countries have taken on. We 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 can't. We, we're still going through this, and we're thinking about it. We've had discussions with Grade Eleven representatives. Um, you know, I held a whole series of those discussions, as you know, you were part of it uh, towards the end of last term. Um, but we're looking more at the American model that represents itself around student government. Um, and mirroring those kind of positions. So I think, yes, we need to deal, while while we need to make sure that within our committees and um, within our uh, leadership structures, we have representation of gender and race, um, perhaps we've got to the time where, you know, um, the student president can be either a male or a female or a black student or an Indian student, etc., um, depending on how people vote and, you know, in terms of, of what they can offer. Um, so, yeah, we're looking at those structures. Once we've put the entire structure together, um, we will elect representatives who will um, help us decide if these are good ideas or not. So we will get student uh, buy-in and input. Um, you know, we did get grade 11 input from, from representatives um, that kind of liked the idea. So we're trying to democratize the situation. We're trying to make the, the committees do most of the work because they're in grade 10, 11, because as matric students, you're going to be far more worried about um, matric. Yeah. But we also want senior uh, grade 12s who still want to be part of leadership to take on, obviously, um, those kind of roles. We also want to look at, and here's an important one, Instead of having traditional heads of houses where, I don't know, maybe I'm, you know, the head of the rugby team and I get elected as, you know, head of house and now I've got to go and direct a school play, which I know nothing about. Yet at the same time, someone who's very good at drama doesn't get that opportunity because we've elected one person to kind of do everything. Mm -hmm. So we're looking rather at electing, you know, for instance, house captain for rugby, house captain for drama, house captain for music. Again, looking at spreading the load so that more students have an opportunity to lead in areas where they have strengths, instead of expecting one person to lead in all areas, whether they're strong or not at that particular area. So again, how do we give more people um, more say in the running of their school in areas that they are strong in and hopefully that will give more people a voice as well. So that doesn't mean necessarily we're losing the house captains or the spirit masters. It's just going to be rather, rather spread out to allow more students to get involved. Yes, absolutely. That's what we're trying to do. So uh, there will be a spirit master, but there might now be a spirit committee. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, one of the things I was talking to you about is the suggestion of have, you know that I thought of having an academic committee. Yeah. All right. So like you have at a university, there's an academic committee of students. Those students will have opportunity to meet with me that when we talk about exams, they have input. Uh, you know, you're the guys who are having to write these exams. So let's give you some kind of input. So there might be students who say, look, I've got a lot to do, but I'd love to be part of that's how my brain works. Um, you know, we had a student that, that basically helped us put together the timetable for the grade 12s. Um, and Emma did a great job. So why not get students who enjoy timetabling, you know, to kind of use that brain of theirs to sit and work with us and say, yeah, we're happy. Of course, in all of these structures, I want to make it very clear. School is not a university. We don't play student politics here. Okay, so we will not allow for student politics to take place. We're not going to have riots on campus and we're not going to do those type of things. You guys are going to have plenty of time to do that when you get to university. What we're trying to do at a school level is teach you about leadership, responsible leadership, right? And we're hoping that we are going to be able to open up open up enough avenues for students to be able to have a say, to be able to have their voice heard, 
And we have to start building some type of trust. Again, I would ask any student out there that has got hold of me, that has emailed me, um, where I have refused to see them or I have refused to at least listen to what they say. Um, you know what? Um, rather do that. Send me an email. Let me say, no, I don't want to see you. And then tell people that I've done that. But don't judge me before you've at least tried to see me first. Um, and let's, let's, let's go into this new creation with enthusiasm. Um, and let's make it work for the good of the students of our school. So am I correct in saying uh, midterm is in about middle of October? Uh, yes, I, I think it's about the 15th or so. Yeah. So we will have handover just before we go into the midterm. Before we go into midterm. Before we go into midterm so that well, by the time you come back, um, you know, at the beginning of November, end of October, we will begin the process of formulating the constitution, the new um, student council. Mm -hmm. uh, this council now will meet on a regular occasion. It will have a secretary. There will be proper minutes. And myself, Ms. Malinga, and Ms. Adramitoglu will attend those meetings. So nobody will now be able to say, well, Mr. Jurassi didn't respond, didn't get back to us. We will have a proper agenda. Students will be able to make suggestions. But here's more important. Any student will be allowed, like in Parliament, to attend what they call in Parliament the gallery. You will be allowed to attend, listen, hold your representatives accountable. And what we'll do, whether we have midterm elections or every second year, no student will be able to stand two years in a row or two terms in a row once again to give all students the opportunity to see what it's like to be in, and I actually like the word student government, mm -hmm. because in student government, if it's run properly, because it allows everyone to be involved there should be no reason for politicking as such. Um, you know, we, 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 we want to run it in collaboration with one another. So, I mean, I think I can speak to my grade um, that obviously I, I, I think there's a yearning to, to take on the position and to lead our school. I think there's a yearning to get involved as much as possible. However, I think students are now worried that because, okay, previously handover assembly would have taken place in second term that now effectively a whole term is lost a whole term of opportunity to lead their school so is there any date set for when the tenure is over um, next year then that will be handed over to the next team because you can understand that obviously there are students within Red Hill who um, want to lead but now is there going to be enough time to make mm -hmm. that lead and, and, and be a part of that leadership okay so please I think we have to remember that COVID has knocked everything out of the way. All right. So if you guys think that, you know, you've lost maybe a month, you will gain the month in November. Because remember, in previous years, there was nothing happening in November. Mm -hmm. Now we've got a whole month of November where we are studying and doing things. But also, while you feel you might, you need to understand that with what took place um, in terms of the criticism of the school, yeah. we couldn't just go and do that. There was too much... Um, unease and unhappiness within the student body, specifically in grade 11, for us to just say things are as normal. And we had to work through those things. And that comes with when, 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 when there are issues that are brought up, you've got to work through those issues. Um, and please also understand, you know, in a time of COVID, imagine you had been in matric, you know, those matric students who never played hockey, never captained their teams, never played rugby. It hasn't been a, a fair process for anyone. Um, I think what the grade 11s of this year have to say is that our legacy will be an introduction mm. of a fairer body that will have a constitution that will be empowered and hopefully you will leave the school saying we set up institutions to make sure that every child has an ability to be heard, to be listened to and for action to take place. So in the upcoming month, between um, leadership and, 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 and voting and so forth. Is there any time frame of what's going to happen from a week-to-week -week basis? So if we know next week when we, you know, when this is happening, you know, when this is going to happen, because I feel, mm. I, I, and I can see it coming through, a lot of students have felt lost. They felt that they don't know what's going on and they, all they desperately want is mm. just the transparency of what's going, what the process is going to be right. and how they can then at least know so then they can at least be calm in their mind about what the process is going to take. And this will be a lesson for everyone. I mean, you will remember when we were going through discussions, all right, um, I had said, okay, you know, guys, send me through all of your comments and things during the holiday period. I'll look at all of those things and then we'll be ready to go. 
um, you know, you guys that were in grade 11 leadership need to be able to feed back to the school mm -hmm. uh, in terms of what took place, what transpired. Um, so things were a little bit slow in that. Um, I didn't want to move on anything without having student, um, you know, feedback. Uh, we didn't get too much feedback. Uh, that's only coming through now, you know, at the beginning of the term. So I have to work on that and make sure that we set up something that is strong. Um, I will work on that now that I've got information back. I will work on it this weekend into this week. I am hoping that by the beginning of, not the week coming, the following week, just before we break, uh, just before the the 18th, the week of the 18th, mm -hmm. that you will have all the structures in place. You'll know um, when the voting is taking place. Those students who want to stand for senior positions will be able to put through their bios, um, which will then all be put uh, somewhere that students will be able to read the bios, to be able to go into the election. I would imagine the last week um, of September, um, we will then go into the election phase, uh, and it might be a multiple election because we might elect student representatives as well. Um, and then I would imagine moving into the two weeks before October, somewhere between there and then, we will then make uh, we will we'll make the results known to everybody. Uh, we've also got to go through interviewing process, right? Mm -hmm. So probably the top six boys, the top six girls, also will be put forward to the interviewing phase. So I would imagine interviewing would take place if you're looking at dates in the first week of October. And then we will be in a position to be able to announce uh, leadership in all grades, possibly, um, you know, senior leadership um, by the time we go into the long break. Um, and then as soon as we get back, um, we will then be able to meet um, as a council and we'll be able to put things into process. So I'm speaking to my grade 11 students now. I'm going to answer some other questions from parents and students um, regarding some of the stuff that we spoke about before. We've got about five minutes remaining. So if you have any questions that you want to know about leadership, this is your time. Ask now um, and we will get through every single one that's regarding leadership. If we take a look at just some of the questions that are coming through, um, I, I think we can try and just do these, these a bit quick fire. How can children with comorbidities be accommodated for during exams okay during exams if they're in grade 10 or 11 we will take each child as it comes the parents need to let us know um, those students who can come to school but have a comorbidity that need to be in a separate venue we'll provide a separate venue if it is something that is absolutely impossible to be able to do we will make some type of arrangement for them to be able to write it um, they, you know they'll sign um, you know an oath that, that everything is being done properly correctly but we will so when we get to that exam process we'll we'll work with that and we'll work on a w individual basis okay another one coming in asking um, in our timetables there's built in with three um, lessons so for example two of the same lesson in the morning and then one later what was the decision making around that because students are feeling that it creates a situation where they experience enough of the subject mm -hmm. and they feel tired okay in our academic meetings um, especially in grade 10 11 and 12 academic staff felt that we had fallen behind and they needed more time mm -hmm. so what we did is we built in those periods because we weren't having the a and e's and we weren't having assemblies that won't happen next year and perhaps I'll relook at changing it for when we come back in, in, in the, after the midterm. But really, the way it should be spent is the hour period should be used for practicals, for extended work, um, project work, not for normal teaching. The, the single period should be used for that. There's a double for a reason especially for biology, science, um, to do their practical work there and then also to do project work, extended work, group work, because you've got that extended time. So try and ask your teachers in the most polite way possible. <laughs> Guys, you know, can we, can we have a bit of differentiated teaching in the hour as, compo as compared to the single period? Because also for the grade That's 11 for and radio uh, today. 10 and 11 students, Thanks for listening. exams that maybe like a bio um, uh, uh, essay would, could take place in that period. Absolutely. So that's why it's necessary Absolutely. for that hour.